and welcome to week 103 of Tailgate Talks. We are powered by The Nation. No longer Guns Up Nation, just The Nation. If you have any questions on why that is, just go look at their YouTube, Facebook, social media. The, they explain the reasons for that. Basically, it just has to do with Texas Tech owning the rights to Guns Up. So change that. So in the future, we're going to be saying powered by The Nation. It's the same content and everything that you're getting from them. Uh, it's all going to be the same, but wanted to clear that up for some people. Uh, this is, uh, like I said, week 103, and this is episode 149, our unfortunate recap of the NC State game from last Saturday. Uh, not as fun to recap a loss, but nonetheless, we've got to do it. Uh, but before we get into that, make sure you are following the tailgate. Follow us on Apple and on Spotify. Hit the tailgate with those five-star ratings, and if you listen to us on Apple, please give us that review. Also, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you want to, go give our YouTube channel a follow. We post videos there weekly. We're posting our tailgate content there. Hoping to get the Houston tailgate recap video out there for you guys soon. Uh, we're posting clips from each week's, week's uh, podcast as well. So make sure you're following us there to interact with us and, and catch those videos. And also, as uh, we have been through this season, our Tailgate Crashers initiative will be out and about this Saturday for Tech Texas Week. So if you want to get involved with that, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Uh, send us a DM on, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, any social medias. If you want to be a part of it, we will uh, figure out where you tailgate and we'll come crash it. Come talk to you for a little bit, ask you some questions, drink some beer, eat some food. Uh, you know, the whole nine yards. So uh, if you want to get involved with that, just reach out to us. We're more than willing to come have a cold drink with you at your tailgate. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's NC State recap. We're going to start this thing off right. Dustin, well, this is our first recap of a loss in the Joey McGuire era. It's unfortunate to have to do that, but Texas Tech falls to the NC State Wolfpack 27-14 on Saturday night. Like we said, the first loss of the Joey McGuire era. So, Dustin, I will kick this over to you to start our first half recap. Yeah, not going to be a lot of great plays out of this game, and especially first half analysis. Uh, just not a lot going on for us this game. So we started out, thought we'd kick the doors open and bombed a wide open Trey Cleveland like 40 yards down the field, and he barely drops it. And that kind of just – we were ready to take the wind out of their sails early early on, and then that just led to a three-and-out punt. <clears throat> Defense got another pretty much three-and-out, four plays, five plays later. And then – Drew Holcutt fumbles the fair catch at the 13-yard line for an easy NC State recovery. Luckily, the defense held them to a field goal, but that's just a free free play for them or free score for them. Like They didn't earn a lot of yards and field position, especially in this yep. game, and that was by far the biggest one. 
to get, help their offense out. Uh, it was a great so hold on the defense, though, there. To, to yeah, great hold. We were happy points. to come out with yeah. three points there. So, great job by that defense. Um, and then, man, you get a lot here. Three and out punt, four and out punt, three and out punt. And luckily your defense was holding them to another field goal and another punt. Like, they were playing great. So, you were only down six to zero and, like, hanging in there. And then they score a touchdown. Pretty nice little little play to get them in. Um, little Good little run there. But they had to get tricky to score. And this game yeah. was the fact of it. We'll kind of break that down in a minute. Then you finally had your best drive of the game. You get down inside the 30, 12-play drive, and then overthrow a receiver right into a deep corner's hands, and he runs in for a 88-yard pick six. And that busted it open a 20-0 NC State. And, man, he just couldn't get anything going. Another punt. Yeah. Forced another three-and-out punt from them. I mean, they couldn't do anything either from what you were – unless you were giving it to them. I mean, you gave them 10 free points that first half. Luckily, with less than a minute – or about a minute left, we put together a quick – Short drive and a Donovan Smith pass to Miles Price for 24 yards. And then you end the half. Luckily, you get a four-play quick drive, Miles Price touchdown to get you within 20-7. to seven. So you don't feel so bad going into halftime, even though you were sputtering pretty hard. Um, defense held up strong. But, I mean, a couple notes from that first half that I have was that first play obviously was a big – kind of suck the life out of you for a second, and especially once you go three and out and punt right after that. Um, yeah, I had a quick question for you because yeah. I was thinking about this game, like the, like there's a couple what-if moments, and oh, which one man. would you have changed? Because that, that's a huge moment right there if he makes that pass. Like who knows? It's that one or the Drew Hocutt uh, muffed punt for me. I'm like, which one of those moments would I rather reverse here because – you got the nice stop on defense, and then you drop the punt yeah. right I after. Think, when you I think it's the, the offensive ball. play by Cleveland yeah. and Donovan because you couldn't do anything on offense, and and maybe that opens opens you up and opens their defense up right. for who knows what. Because um, obviously it was hectic for Donovan Smith to get the ball out, and that might have helped a ton to get the ball rolling and go score some points early. The Drew Hocutt thing, I mean, he filled a few other punts and didn't drop them, thank God. But that one sucks, but he still held him to a field goal. But, yeah, that's a good what-if question there. But, yeah, I mean, first possession, I mean, I have written down three possessions, ten plays, one first down. Um, if you go four possessions, one first down, 19 yards. Not good. <laughs> Oof. Five punts in the first half. And on that note, Austin McNamara, he was off his game, too. Yeah, he the, changed the, like two of the first few of them, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This doesn't happen. What is going on? That was my first kind of like whoa moment. Was like, okay, if he's he's been the most reliable player on a team for like the last three years, and for him to be that off was kind of shocking us for a second. Yeah, and that bad one of those bad punts led to that touchdown run because yes. they didn't have you know a lot of field to work with. You know, they were already in scoring position. Um, so yeah, that was tough too. Yeah. Uh, the other note we got to point out there in the first half oh, yeah. was the the unfortunate Bryce broken Green. leg. One and, of the nastiest uh, injuries I've seen in, in nasty a nasty injury. Time. Bone came out. I think uh, 
was that game on ESPN or ABC or whoever it was? ESPN I bet they had too. a, I bet they had a good little producers meeting of hey, maybe we should screen these injuries before we replay them because yeah, that one doesn't need to be replayed. No. And, you could tell, like, they knew, like, right away, like, hey, let's go to a commercial. This is going to take a while. We probably shouldn't have shown that. And you knew, like, after that long commercial break, like, I was saying to our little watch party, like, they might have brought the ambulance straight to the field with how long that injury took. Dude, it was it Because was usually, like, when they cart somebody off, like, they cast it up, cart them off, and then, but there's times, and, like, there's a reason those ramps are wide enough and big enough for an ambulance and he might have just got straight ambulanced off straight to the hospital <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sorry I mean, to hear hear about him i'm glad he's doing okay after his surgeries yeah it was gnarly um yeah they, right. they definitely didn't need to show the replay because I, I didn't know, see how bad it was from the original play but the replay it just oh. makes you sick to your stomach like you see injuries like that all the time but to see a guy like it from your own school, you're in yeah, your own friendly fires, like going uh, two different directions really hurts you. But all the reports, the Twitter and everything, he, he has had his uh, surgeries have been successful. He seems like he's in good spirits. There was a great photo circle uh, circulating today of him kind of being escorted out of the stadium and he's still got a big old mm -hmm. smile on his face. So uh, yeah. it seems like he's in good spirits and that's just what he want to hear. But uh, and the other little bits, the NC State fans apparently have written a lot of letters and kind words to him. So just shout out to them for being such good sportsmen, cool. uh, good fans, and and supporting our guy like that. So yeah. Um, anything else you got on the first half? No, pretty disappointing first half. Like I mentioned, there a lot, not a lot of offense. You gave them more points than you were able to score. So not great going into halftime, down twenty to six, seven. Yeah, 27, but like you mentioned, we kind of had that touchdown at the end to give you a little bit of hope, and your defense had been playing well. Yeah. So you're kind of like, hey, we're, we're two scores back. We're still in this thing. You start off the second half with a three and out. Uh, Tyree, will, uh, Tyree gets the sack, his second sack of the game. And mm -hmm. so you're like, all right, here we go. Get the ball. Offense can go down, get a score here. Um, they get a couple first downs drives kind of building and then one of those donovan smith sacks pops its head up and they were uh consistently drive killers for you uh in this yes. game just a coverage sack a donovan smith sack I, I don't throw this on the alignment he had about three seconds to get rid of the ball here just held on to it too long you get sacked now you're second and 18 drive falls from there uh, NC State gets the ball back, and they go on a really long drive here. This was the one time that they kind of drove against your defense, and they get a pass to their running back. Looks like he's about to head into the end zone, and out of nowhere, Rabbit comes in, strips yeah. the ball right before the guy goes across the goal line, forces the fumble, ball bounces out of the end zone. So by roll, that's a touchback, and it's our ball. That should be a turnover. Yeah, that's a turnover. <laughs> it's Texas Tech's ball. And you're like, all right, we did it again. We got away with that. We didn't give up the touchdown. Yeah. Defense gets the ball back to your offense. Let's go on a drive here. Um, fourth quarter starts. You're at third down and long. You don't get anything there. Fourth down, and this will be one of those calls that gets debated. And while we're here, I'll go ahead and ask what you think. But you're at fourth and eight. You're inside uh, your own 40-yard line and you go for it and you miss it, giving them the ball right there in your own territory. 
and so your thoughts on this one, Joey McGuire today in his interview said they made the call because they weren't sure when they were going to get the ball back. They only had the ball. This was the second time they got the ball in that third quarter. And so they were looking at how many possessions they were going to have left. You're down two scores. Yeah. So they were like, hey, we have the ball. Let's risk it. Let's try to get that first down. Uh, we didn't get it there. Uh, leads to the very next play, NC State getting the touchdown. So what were your thoughts on that fourth down play? Yeah, it led to a touchdown, but your defense has been playing yeah. so well. So I think factoring that into, like I said, they had to get tricky. Is that This is when they ran the throwback yeah, pass. Yeah, this was the, the uh, receiver so, pass. Again, yeah. they had to run a trick play to get it. And besides, like that's one of their biggest plays. They had to get tricky and go deep into the bag for that one. And do that, they did that multiple times this game. So I like going for it. Um, and, I mean, hell – you haven't been able to get it in three downs. Maybe four downs will help you get a first down. Like, you got to try something at this point. Like, I feel like punting is just kind of almost giving up. And, yeah, maybe they do go on another drive and take out yeah. another six, seven, eight minutes. Who knows? Like, I agree with going for it there. I do in some ways. In some ways, your offense had been just so bad, and Donovan had just completely been uncharacteristically bad this game. And so I didn't have any faith in us to get that first down. And kind of to your point, the defense was playing really well. And so I didn't, I would have preferred them just go ahead, kick it and help our defense try to get another stop and maybe flip the field position or something. I mean, it's all, you know, a what if, who knows, but. Looking back, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy to second guess yourself. But like we said, NC State immediately scores 27 to seven. Felt like it was over then. It ends up being over. Yeah. Uh, you do get a, you know, touchdown right after that, where you go down the field pretty quickly, get a Donovan Smith touchdown run, uh, to make it 27 to 14. Kind of feel like, all right, here's your chance. Defense can get a stop. We can get the ball back. Maybe we have a chance. Uh, your defense does exactly that. Gets the three and out. Forces the punt. Offense repays them by doing absolutely nothing, and throws a pick on fourth down. At that yep. time, there's eight minutes left. NC State's able to run the clock down to two minutes before you get the ball back. And at this time, you decide to throw Baron Morton into the fire at the very end of the game. Yeah. Uh, and he throws a pick that pretty much ends it. I mean, you get Dude, the, you're able to get the You ball. can't throw that ball any better. Yeah. Like, you're able to get the ball back. Sorry it hit you in the hands. Like, so God. let's kind of go through some of those moments because I kind of want to get your yeah. thoughts on some of the things that happened there at the end because I think there's a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, your offense gets the ball back, does nothing. Uh, today, or this particular game, the only times you're able to get touchdown drives is when you kind of picked up the pace on offense. Uh, you didn't do it on that drive, which led to that pick. And then they get the ball back with eight minutes left and are able to run six minutes off the clock. No timeouts called. Joey said today that that was another analytical thing, that they wanted to hold their timeouts. Um, but you don't get to carry those with you. So, Dustin, what were your thoughts on the them not using the timeout there and trying to preserve some time on the clock? And maybe you do get a stop earlier in the possession if you're able to get the timeout, get the defense set how you want. Um, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think you need to use them. And I'm sure they thought that today, too, yeah. after looking at it. But I think we've seen it quite a few times over the last few weeks of college and the NFL, like, especially newer coaches not being effective with their timeout and time management. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of baffling. And, like, at that point, you got to get the ball back and 
make it a one score game because you're still down two yeah two scores at that point so like you don't have time to just keep wasting and hope you get a second time yeah like you got to get it now so like offense you can stop the clock a lot better on on your own so you can try to save some time when you do get the ball back so i wish they would have used them as well sure they thought that too once they looked back on that game today yeah, that's, he kind of had a little talk about analytics and stuff, but then kind of thinking back to old-time football, what, like, wish he kind of had that moment back. I, I was screaming for a timeout. I, I did not understand for yeah. life of me why you wouldn't call a timeout there, uh, save you some time. Like you said, you're not guaranteed the second possession. Uh, you got to score yeah. that first possession. Um, and so you want to have time to do it. And so I didn't appreciate the fact that it felt like we were just letting that clock drain, didn't feel like the brand, that's the – that's the thing that I pointed out on Twitter. It kind of felt like we just uh, let us lose that game, that we weren't trying to compete, uh, tr- weren't trying to get ourselves yeah. the ball back and put give us a chance to uh, win the game. Uh, and so that was a disappointing uh, stretch for me there, a yeah. frustrating one. And then I didn't like throwing in Barron at the last bit of the game. I felt like that was – I was calling for him way earlier in that last drive. Like- yeah. Why not? It didn't make any sense to me. I think at that point you just ride or die with Donovan. I don't understand why you throw Barron in at the end. And then you have all these people out there tweeting, oh, and y'all wanted Barron, ha, ha, ha. Like, I don't put that drive on Barron. You wanted Barron start of the third quarter, not end of the fourth quarter or start of the fourth quarter even. Yeah, not with two minutes to go trying to salvage whatever you can. I thought he played good, too, like coming in that late also. Like, he was throwing lasers. Apparently they're too fast to catch. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> Bounce right off your hands into another guy's, into their defender. But I, I, I didn't like that. I, I would have preferred us to move to him much earlier or not at all. Like, yeah. it didn't feel fair to Barron, didn't feel fair to Donovan. And I know Donovan struggled, but at the same time, like, I, I, I just felt like that was bad. I, I felt like that was bad coaching. And so I didn't really appreciate that. I don't appreciate the people, like, making that out as that's yeah. Barron's fault. <laughs> um, you're not supposed to sit there all game and then come in and all of a sudden be warm and ready to go. And I thought he did a pretty decent job for, for yeah, having agree. to sit there all game and come in and try to be the hero. So now that we got that all the way out of the way, 27-14 final score, uh, you were failed to cover the 10.5-point spread, which I thought was a very generous spread. Felt like you should have been closer in that game. So just kind of what your initial – thoughts and reactions uh, once the clock hits zero. Yeah, it's kind of a very deflating game with how disappointing that defense or that offense was. Like you couldn't do anything and then a few times you did, you stabbed yourself through picks or whatever. And like, man, shout out to that defense though. We held it together so freaking good yeah. over there. And this is multiple weeks in a row getting to say that. It's like it's a great problem that we've never got to have as Texas Tech fans is being able to rely on a defense and know what's going to happen over there for multiple games at least. And so shout out to them for holding it down on their side. Um, yeah, very disappointing and deflating game just overall. Like you never felt like you could do anything. You did. You threw picks or they got a you know crazy play with a fumble or a trick play or whatever and so it's like kind of everything just went their way 
Yeah, you're not going to win a lot of games where you have four turnovers, mm -hmm. and that's what you did. And that was one of the things we talked about coming into the game was yep. limiting those mistakes, you know, not shooting yourself in the foot, kind of like you did against Houston, and to let them get back in the game. And that's really just what you did. And I see a lot of people being like, you were supposed to lose this game. You were supposed to lose this game. And, yeah, I agree. We were supposed to lose. We were 10.5-point underdogs. Yeah. We all chalked this one up as a loss pretty much before the season started. Uh, so it's not like anything to – really panic on is just kind of the way you lost it i felt like you know your yeah. your offense and special teams really didn't do your defense any favors uh, your defense came out and played one hell of a game you were telling me an yeah. nfl quarterback threw for what 120 something Dude, yards 121 yeah. yards they only had 270 total and only 15 first downs and their biggest play was a receiver yeah. throwing to the running back like a trick play it was their biggest play. Like their, like NFL quarterback, ACC quarterback of the year didn't do anything to yeah. running or passing. It, it was an impressive performance by them. And so when I throw that, like this didn't feel like the brand. That is not talking about the defense because I felt like they represented that the whole entire game. I didn't feel that from the offense. I didn't feel it from the special teams. I didn't feel it from the coaches at times. Um, so let's get to the quarterback issue here. Uh, yeah. Your thoughts on Donovan's performance in that game and, and kind of where is your head at as we head into Texas week with, with him and his status as QB1? Yeah, Donovan Smith, not a great stat line, 21 for 36, only 214 through the air, one touchdown, two picks. One of those went for six the other way. Back-to-back -back weeks. So not great. His last – yeah, his last three quarters, I think, have five interceptions and two pick sixes or something like that. That's terrible. And, like, both those pick sixes came, I guess, not the first one, but, like, the, there was one interception in the end zone last week, and then this one we were inside the yeah. 30. So, like, cost us points that led to their points, like double yeah. whammy kind of situations. Like, A dang, point dude. swing. <laughs> like, or yeah. For sure. And, I mean, to, that game against NC State was very shaky for him, I think I'd call it. Um, very up and down with mostly downs. Um, props, though, to NC State and their defense coordinator and their players because they had a hell of a game plan and were making him, uncom Donovan, uncomfortable all game with pressure but also blitzes that we couldn't find where they were coming from and pick them up. And then – on the other side, the times we did have time, he held it wasn't sure of himself in the pocket and you know, either held on to the ball too long or escaped too soon and couldn't find somebody. It was just very, very shaky of of I don't know if it's confidence and they made him feel that way or our O line. I think it was a, a mixture of on our end, a little bit of the play calling, a little bit of him in the pocket and pocket awareness, and our O line also. Um a little mixture yeah. of all three of those was the main problem in this whole game, which led to him not having a good game. Yeah, he was never comfortable, you know, and, and his you know his clock in his head was off. Uh, he wasn't getting rid of the yeah. ball when he needed to. There's so many times it was like, get rid of you got to throw the ball. you got to do something here, and he held it for too long. Yes. And, and there's four sacks that he had in this game, and I'll talk. And he's holding it and not moving yes. it around, like – not even in the pocket moving around. Like you got to step up, shift over. You can't just stand there like a tackling dummy. That's easy. And, yeah, and you know, four, uh, three out of the four sacks, I'd pretty much chalk up to him and 
just not getting rid of the ball or not yeah, failing. I was surprised there's only four sacks yeah. on the stat sheet for him because it felt like way it more. It felt like a lot. It really did. Um, I think they had a pretty good chunk of tackled for losses, too, that you can throw in there. Yeah. But it just, yeah, he never got settled. It felt very much like the Oklahoma State game from last year where, you know, they, they shut us out mm -hmm. at home and he just was never comfortable in that game. The pressure really got to him. He was inaccurate with some throws. There were some really easy ones that he had where he yeah, just, very... you know, for whatever reason, couldn't put it on the money. Uh, that fourth down decision where he threw the pick six, Miles Price was open right there in front of him, um, but he was locked on to that receiver from the get-go uh, and, and didn't take the easy what would have been a first down pass. Instead, forces it, makes a terrible throw that's picked and, and take it to the end zone. So there's some really questionable decisions from him. Um, but what I do love about Donovan is he's a fighter and, and, and he's still relatively young at this, you know, he still only has a handful of games sure. that he started. So totally. I, I think there's a lot from him to take from this game and learn off of it and try to, uh, get better. So I, I'm not completely, you know, down on him. I, I think this was just a rough game and one of those kind of growing pain performances that you're going to have with a young quarterback and a young offensive coordinator. Uh, so, Agreed. and like you said, you ran up against a really experienced bunch on the NC State defense that had a really good game plan for you. Uh, last thing I wanted to touch on here, and we've kind of done it with the offense and, and, and some of the special teams, but I just I just thought they should all apologize to the defense. <laughs> like, they should. Like, I was really proud of the, de the defensive performance. If you look at it, you have the pick six, you have – uh, the muffed punt, that's 10 points that you count for that were often really? special teams' fault. You have the uh, shanked kick by McNamara that led to a touchdown. Multiple. You had the belt fourth <laughs> down attempt that put NC State already in our own territory that led to a touchdown. Like, you really didn't let them drive the ball at all. You just They just never had an no. opportunity. They only had a handful of opportunities where NC State was in bad field position um, and so that just really sucks that your offense and special teams just continue yeah. to put your defenses back against the wall. So what, any thoughts on that? No, totally. And I gave you the stats earlier. Like, we really had 121. He didn't run or pass very well. And, I mean, Wilson, Ty Tyree Wilson yeah. finally showed up on the stat sheet. Yeah, you called him. 11 tackles and two sacks, and he was wrecking on them. One of them, he just, like, through the tackle into Leary to make the sack. I think that it was, was their, hilarious. I think that was like their best player too. I think they have like a tackle. Who's <laughs> he didn't even tackle Leary. He just pushed the tackle into him. I was like, here, get some. <laughs> he just manhandled the dude. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was, you know, there was a lot of people thinking that he could be an outside shot at the number one pick. And that's the kind of game that you can see why. That's the kind of play that he makes was just it, a yeah. bully. And I'm pretty sure they're, old lineman that he was matched up against is like a projected first round draft pick kind of lineman. So uh, he just kind of dominated that matchup, which was really fun to see. Uh, but I feel bad for those guys because they played their asses off and yeah, he just kept totally. doing things that put them in terrible situations and then made the best of it that they could. Um, the other kind of concerning thing, I, I did think there were some coaching issues and we kind of dissected uh, the quarterback change already by talking about that. We've kind of dissected the offense and the time management stuff that all went on there. So is there any kind of other thoughts that you had on this coaching performance today that, I mean, 
Joey's still a, a, a new college football coach, so I think there's For still sure. some, some growing pains there as well. But uh, anything he had to from that game, that concerned you? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to kill on Zach Hitley because, I mean, he's a new Power 5 type coordinator too. But I think part of the blame for the offensive struggles definitely need to go on him. Um, I love the big first play shot, but then it seemed like we didn't even – I don't know if we didn't try to take very many or they just weren't there. But I feel like we didn't help Donovan in that O-line with, like, extra protection. I know Sir Roderick missed a few blitz pickups here and there. But, like, I hopped on Twitter spaces with RC afterwards, and we were talking about this issue and – he made a good point too. Our tight end usage this game was very low. Yes. Um, Mason Tharp only had three catches. I know Baylor Cup was out, but so you got Teeter and Mason Tharp, and whether they're pass catchers or not, they're big bodies that block really well. Use them as a six blocker or at least a chip, and then flake out. Like there's options to help this O line pick stuff up, and what worries me from that game is this is back-to-back games where our quarterback's been under a lot of pressure and the Houston game it was their D-line giving us problems and this NC State game it was a lot of blitzing and we couldn't pick it up and that worries me a lot because now that's two different ways teams have crushed us on different ways uh, like hurrying our quarterback and getting pressure on him we're not able to pick it up or, or help him a little more so I would like to see some ways we can, you know, manipulate our offensive line with some running back help, some tight end help, like play action stuff. I don't know what, but we got to help them out up front and not just let the five guys hang loose and put everybody in on routes. Like, you know what I mean? I want to see a little more help there strategically. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And, you know, I don't really think there's much to add on other than I, I didn't really like that we didn't attack the middle of the field much. Like, I rewatching again, the second again, half today, yeah, totally. it was all outside. It was pretty much all outside the numbers. All horizontal and, stuff. <laughs> and you got to keep them honest. you got to try to figure out ways to attack the middle of the field. You have a six foot nine tight end that you can use there. And so I, I definitely think there's been a little bit of a learning curve for Zach Kittley so far and kind of figuring yeah. out some of these bigger, better, faster defenses that he's not used to facing week in, week out. And so I'm curious to see what he learns and takes from this game. But, yeah, he's got to do some things to help out your young quarterbacks and getting rid of the ball fast, but also still being yeah. able to attack the defenses and not just playing dump-off football uh, and, and trying to create yards that way. So I'm interested to see what he does moving forward. Um, but for a sure. loss uh, for Texas Tech brings out all types of folks on Twitter, all types of responses. There's your overly angry people. and. This is a conversation we've had on this podcast before, but I just want to know from you personally, Dustin, what's your least type, <laughs> what's your least favorite type of tech fan to deal with on Twitter after a loss or, or the, the ones that make you roll your eyes or, or, or get annoyed with? What are those tech Twitter fans like to you? <laughs> I wasn't on there a lot after the game. I, I was waiting to hop on RC's Twitter spaces and get some thoughts yeah. out and listen to some people. He let me on for the while. I had to, host for a couple minutes while he was in an elevator. So that was fun. They, he, I just let me rant <laughs> basically. Um, so I don't know. There's yeah, like you said, there's a lot of different ways to go. Like there's a super sympathetic, like, Oh, it's going to be okay. 
it's only Joey's first road game, whatever. Everybody's young. All the excuse makers and feel good people. I don't really like them just because like they're too, yeah. too positive. I also don't like people like, oh, Seaton, we finally played a real team. Now we suck. Like, and then they compound like, well, Houston got beat by Kansas, so they suck too. So what's that say about us? And like, they just try to find every angle to say we really suck when we just played a good team yeah. and. Honestly, didn't play that bad on defense and some other areas. Like, I feel like the score could have been worse with how we played. Like, the defense helped us a lot. Or I feel like we could have won that if you correct, like, if you don't throw like, so many picks or whatever. Um, I don't know. Go off on some of yours. You were probably on Twitter more. Maybe that'll help trigger I'll, some other ones. For yeah, me. I wasn't on a whole lot, but the, it's the type of like the overly supportive one that kind of annoys me the most. Like you're saying that like gets mad at people for criticizing players and or, mm. or not necessarily players but criticizing the team i'm sure they didn't like our twitter feed then if that was the case <laughs> yeah i wasn't a very happy person during the game on the twitters and and maybe <laughs> like you know I, I think when i look back on my own tweets there was some i had some criticisms and, and i think it's fair to criticize really? I, I think like i tweeted out after it was like criticizing critiquing doesn't mean you're against the team like if there you saw right. something wrong in this game and there was dev- several things to question like we've talked about like it's okay to point those out and it doesn't mean like we're not supportive or anything like that i think it's the people that make yeah. it seem like if you critique totally or you're supportive. upset or anything like that that means you're a bad fan and i just don't like that i'm like that makes me a good fan totally. and i always say yeah. this like if your best friends like if dustin's doing something crazy all the time and being a fuck up and I don't bring that to his attention. I'm not a very good friend. <laughs> like, like, yeah, if, you, if it goes too far, maybe, and you know the person, maybe be like, hey, maybe chill out on these tweets. Or if you don't know them, just delete yeah. them. You don't have to follow that person. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I just like, it, it just annoys me, the people, because it doesn't feel authentic to me either. I think that's the thing. It feels like they're just trying to prove that they're a better fan than you by being supportive and being like, uh, <laughs> I'm always here for you guys. It's always love for me. And I'm like, well, you know, you're the worst kind of person because you don't point out the problems of the friend who's going through right. some shit. And uh, I would rather have the people by me that are going to point out when I'm doing something wrong than the people who are just yes men. <laughs> right. And really, like, our criticism is, like, we just want answers of why things aren't going well. Yeah. Because we've seen it go well. So it's like, wait, why is it not going well now? Like, yeah. What are we not doing? And you see your, or how? Why are we not you fixing see your it? Team. Like, we just want answers, and we want to. see And you that. see your team shoot itself in the foot over and over again, and put yourself in like a situation where you should have been closer in this game. It should have been a touchdown game there, kind of down at the end. But you did a lot of things over and over that ended up causing it to be. I got a little bit of that pushback when I was kind of criticizing some Donovan stuff late in the third quarter. Yeah, and then of course. I called it out, and he throws a pick two plays later, and it's like, he's not played well the last three quarters. What do you expect? Yeah. Like, it's not he, – he's throwing some bad passes. He's inaccurate. He's like, helping the other team. Let's go to it. He's helping the other team. Like, I'm just being critical of him because I know I've seen better, and so I just didn't like it at the time. Yeah. Not that I don't like him as a player. Yeah, and I think people need to realize there's a difference there, and – you know, the people who come at the players, like, super aggressively, like, there is definitely a line you can't cross. 
uh, and I'm not following every single tech fan, so maybe they saw some people that were actually being pretty mean towards these players, and yeah, I don't stand for that. But I do stand for criticism and, and, and calling things like you see it. So that's what we're yep. trying to do here. We're trying to call it like we see it. We're trying to be honest, trying to give you all uh, our thoughts and everything like that unfiltered. Uh, we're never going to personally attack a player. That's uncalled for. But, you know, Donovan really struggled that game, and we got to call it out. we got to call it like we see it. So a loss also means that there's no club red. There's no awards to give out. But oh, I did want to give us an opportunity to shout out some players that we thought might have, you know, brought their A games to this game. And uh, my shout out is to Malik Dunlap because that dude was locked down all night long they kept trying to throw deep passes on him they kept trying to test him and every single time he knocks that ball away it was really impressive performance from him and just the you know the sugar on top was that it was his former team so uh, he really showed out and no adrian fry this game either to help out that secondary he was lights out so i just wanted to shout him out because going against your former team playing like that only wish we could have Helped him out a little more <laughs> and helped him get the W, yep. but I really liked his performance. Anybody you want to shout out specifically? I called it before last yeah. game. Tyree Wilson's going to show up in a big way. He's been causing havoc, just not quite getting the stats necessarily. And he got the stats this game. Yep. 11 tackles, two sacks, and made a dude look ridiculous play. Um, so good for him. I'm sure he feels good. Um, I feel like that group on defense – is very fired up about how they're doing, how well they're doing. So I don't see them falling off or getting disappointed about how good they're doing. Maybe the offense is struggling. I can see them just keep this yeah. rolling. Um, so I hope they do because we need them for when the offense does turn around. Yeah, same. It's It's been really fun to watch this defense play so far this season um, and the energy that they play with the – how they fly to the football. There are just a lot of guys back there that you trust, and it's been a long, long time since we've really been able to say that for this defense. So um, yeah. shout-out to them. Kind of revisiting our predictions for this game. Like Dustin mentioned there, he had he called Tyree <laughs> having the big game, and, and that did come to fruition. Uh, defensively, I had us getting two turnovers. We only had one, uh, so we were halfway Technically there. Technically, had two. Well, what was the other turnover? There. So – Punch out in that the end the zone. That doesn't go as – does that go as a turnover? So. Yeah. Other than that, well, I don't okay. think we forced a really turnover. S- okay. If that's on there, then – Yeah, I would count that as a turnover because yeah, that was going to be his touchdown and then you had the ball. So, um, I think it just counts as a forced fumble. But – Probably just like yeah. um, And then offensively, you had the running yeah. backs going off. Uh, they were unable to get going – in this game, 54 yards yeah, rushing. Not good. Um, and Oof. then I had Miles Price going off. He did have his touchdown, but he only had 50 yards receiving. So I uh, really didn't get much performance like from anybody on the offense. So uh, we missed those predictions. But any final thoughts on this game, Dustin? No, I'd rather move on to next week. Yeah, let's <laughs> uh, go ahead and wrap that game up. Put it in the past. Move on because it's UT week here. So. Uh, that is it for our NC State recap. Uh, tune in later this week on Friday to listen to our preview for Texas and their pro- probably their last trip to Lubbock as a member of the Big 12 so. Conference. So 
Uh, we're uh, excited to review that game. But to catch that, you got to make sure you are following us on Apple and on Spotify, giving the tailgate those five-star rates. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that review. Also, follow us on social media. Follow our Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow our YouTube channel to catch all the videos that we're posting. We'll post clips from each uh, from these podcast episodes in case you can't catch the whole thing. Uh, we'll also post our tailgate uh, crashing clips on there as well for you. So, um, you know, a tough loss, but hopefully we can pick things up, move forward, and get better. That's what we hope for.